And that's where that trust and authenticity really shows up. And it helps people understand that you're more than just a business. You are a human being that's running a business. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 37, and today we are going to chat about how we build organic marketing strategies and what exactly goes into them. So when you think of marketing, what comes to mind? I'm sure these things popped into your head. Sales, promotions, paid ads, costs me money, cheesy, mad men, all of those things. Uh, So next question, what about consistency, trust, and authenticity? Because these are the things your marketing absolutely needs in order to work. So when we post a story to Instagram sharing our morning reading lineup, that is marketing. When we tell a story on TikTok, that is marketing. When we write an email to your list, record a podcast episode, sign up for a membership directory, write a blog post. That is all marketing. And I think that's where people don't realize that every touch point throughout your business is all marketing. You might not think that jumping on an Instagram story has anything to do with marketing your business, but it has absolutely everything to do with marketing your business. Just from an organic perspective. So it's not something that you're paying to do, it's just you're showing up organically within your business and your marketing at the same time. Even though it might not feel like marketing, it absolutely is. So that's where we say marketing doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be this thing where you sit down every Monday morning and make your roadmap for what that week looks like. It can literally just be, Abby is, reading a new business book and she has her coffee in her hand and she wants to take you through it. So she jumps on our stories and she's like, I just bought this new book. It's perfect for marketing. Here's why X, Y, and Z. You should go get it too. She just marketed within our business and she also gave you value on what this book does and why you should go get it for yourself. Be careful. I might start doing that. She probably will start doing that. (laughs) Do not expect it from me, but you can expect it from her. So it's all about showing up for your audience consistently so you can build long-term trust and doing it in a way that is true to who you are so that when it comes time for them to buy, they know without a doubt that you are the person or you have the thing that they need. So the big thing here, consistency and trust, and then showing up authentically and who you are. I feel like Abby and I are constantly saying consistently, trust, and authenticity. And those things are so important when it comes to organically marketing and growing your business. It's not about how much money you have in your savings account, how much you can afford, who the best coach is. It truly does come down to that. Because if you go back and look at all of those people that you look up to and that you admire for your business, 
I bet you they consistently show up. I bet you they build trust with you because they are human, because they showed you all sides of their business, because they've been where you are. And I bet you, you can tell that they are not just like anybody else. They're true to themselves. They are authentic. They are unique. All of those things are the reason why you love them. And you are that person for someone else, whether you believe it or not. We all go through that imposter syndrome, but you are that person for someone else. So what we're going to do now is we build organic marketing strategies for our clients. So we do all of this non-paid stuff because it is so important. And we've said this time and time again, that you should not have a paid marketing strategy until you have successfully conquered your organic strategy. Because otherwise, you're just kind of throwing money away and you're not going to see the real true effect of paid ads. And every good ad specialist will tell you that. If you don't have a content strategy, they will tell you that you need that first, guaranteed. Absolutely. And I think another fun thing, the thing that's really just intriguing with organic marketing and seeing that growth is that you have done all of that. You've taken all of your content, all of all of the things that you have of value, all of that education that you're providing, and you are making your business grow by not spending a dime on it. Like how crazy is that to think about? And just, it's so rewarding. I think Abby and I, anytime we have something that, you know, takes us to the next level or that we have a podcast that just like blew up or a, a blog post that people just love. We look at each other and we're like, wow, we did that. We created that content. We put that out there and, and it, it's a lot of work. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of work. Sometimes you would think like, oh, it's just easier to pay somebody else and like have them go do all these ads or whatever. But when you really dive deep into the organic marketing, it can pay off so well. And having that core marketing and that growth from just being focusing on that organic marketing is only going to set you up for success for when you do want to get to that point of paid advertising. Definitely. So how are we going to build this organic marketing strategy for you? You might kind of have one, like in the back of your mind, scribbled on a piece of notebook paper, in a project management system like Asana, like you might have something kind of written down, but you don't even realize that it's parts of a strategy. So what we're going to do today is walk you through the different parts that make up a strategy of when we build it what is needed and how to round it out to make sure that it works for you and that you can actually measure and adjust moving forward. So the very first thing is a big one. The very first thing is setting your priorities. You can't do it all by yourself. You can't be on TikTok, Instagram, send an email newsletter, go on YouTube, write a blog, start a podcast, you cannot do all of those successfully. You can't do them all consistently by remaining authentic and by, what's, what's the third one? Now I can't even remember it. Authenticity, <laughs> trust, and consistency. Trust. And by building trust. Thank you. So you can't do all of that across all of those platforms as one single human being. It's just not possible. So if you feel like you're failing at that, it, that's okay because no one expects that of you. No one expects for you to show up everywhere in that form. So we're officially giving you your permission slip not to be everywhere. So give yourself a pat on the back. It doesn't mean that you need to say like, okay, I'm never showing up on this platform again. It just means that you need to set priorities. You need to choose one or two. That's it. Choose one or two platforms to focus on that are going to be the priorities for your business. And then you will take the content and you will repurpose them everywhere else. 
So say for us, and we're two people, so we can be a little bit different in our business where we each probably have two priority platforms individually. I work on um, blog and email. Courtney works on Instagram and podcast and website. I feel like we have a few other yeah, different yeah. things in here. <laughs> so we probably have too many. But at the end of the day, we have one and two platforms that are our priorities. And that really helps align us and helps us understand that like this is where our biggest content creation effort is going and then everything else is repurposed. So we have someone who helps us with Pinterest because we know that we physically can't be there. We repurpose our reels on TikTok. We would love to make TikTok more of a priority, but it's just not possible right now. So we repurpose content and every now and again, maybe the, it'll get a freebie post, but it's not a priority <laughs> on a weekly basis. Um, emails are 100% a priority, but then that content can be repurposed sometimes in Emails are in blog posts and it can be repurposed in multiple Pinterest pins. It can be repurposed as a little tutorial on YouTube, especially like um, educational reels and contents. All of that can be repurposed. This that we are talking about right now is a repurposed piece of content because we shared this with a different email newsletter. And so we've taken this content because it's so great and we've repurposed it to use it here on the podcast. That is okay. People like that. A lot of times your content needs to be put into multiple different formats before it actually hits home anyways. I think the magic number is seven. People need to see this specific piece of content, your sales, your offer, seven times before they actually take action and before it's drilled home. So stop worrying about creating unique content everywhere and instead identify your priorities. So your homework after this podcast for each of these bullets, <laughs> but your homework for the priorities is to pick your two priority platforms, write them down, and then repurpose elsewhere. I would say too, I feel like a lot of people's audiences start to realize where their priorities are. So we we say this out loud, and it might not make sense for your business to say it out loud, but we've always said like our priorities are Instagram and blogging and podcasts. Like we make it very clear where we put our priorities, and. Therefore, our audience knows that we're going to be showing up there more than we might be showing up in these other spaces. We're trying our hardest to show up in these other spaces as consistently as we can. But when we can't or when we have a really busy week, we're making sure to still show up on our priorities and then focusing on the other ones later if we have time and can get to them. So because we quickly get burnout. If you feel like you have to be everywhere all the time with all the content, you're going to start to burn out. And then you're not going to be having fun with what you do anymore. You might start putting out content that's not relevant anymore and you just feel like you have to keep up with everything. So I think it's okay to either state where your priorities are or just know that your audience knows where your priorities are and they're either going to go there and follow you there or you know they already they already just know where to go to find all of that content. So I wouldn't worry too much about that either. Um, we really just have to get out of this mindset of like we have to be everywhere all the time, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's where the authenticity and trust comes in too, by just telling your audience where you're going to be and where they expect to find you, and then also when you can't be there because. We've experienced this a lot in the last couple months where things have happened in our personal lives and we just couldn't show up the same. And we didn't hide it. We didn't need to share every detail of our personal matter. 
but we still shared a little bit so that people could understand that like we didn't forget about you we just have other things going on and that we need to focus on and that's where that trust and authenticity really shows up and it helps people understand that you're more than just a business you are a human being that's running a business absolutely So the next one is consistency goals. So here we come back to that C word consistency. So how often are you going to show up on your priority platforms? Emailing your list once a week, showing up on TikTok daily, weekly podcast episodes or blog posts are all great examples. So you've chosen your two priority platforms and now you have to really figure out how much time am I going to dedicate to those platforms. So if we're going to show up on Instagram and on podcasts, let's say, we need to make these goals and we need to be very specific about sticking with those goals because that's where the consistency is going to come in. And when we have consistency, we gain trust, we gain loyal followers, loyal customers, and they're going to start to see that through your priority platforms. So really just figuring out how you can show up on those priority platforms and when you can show up is going to be huge here because that will set you up for success when it comes to consistency. That doesn't mean that you have to show up on Instagram every single day, seven days a week for an hour or two. That doesn't necessarily mean that. It means that you, let's say you can only show up on Instagram three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You set that goal for Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the time that you allowed for Instagram, set that goal, stick to it every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That is still consistency. Consistency doesn't mean every day of the week. I think some people maybe get hung up on, okay, if I'm going to be on Instagram, I have to be on Instagram seven days a week because that's what the beast wants. I got to feed it. I got to do what it needs. I got to create all this content. No, being consistent is however many times you can show up on that platform without burning yourself out within that that platform or the two platforms that you're um, working within. So really setting those goals, sticking to those goals. And if your consistency has to change, that's okay too. If you over overset a goal and you're like, shoot, I can't do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This is just not working for me. I have to pare it down to Monday and Wednesday. That's fine too. Just try to keep it as consistent as you can, because again, that's going to build that trust amongst your audience and they're going to know when you show up and can be there when you show up. And definitely keep your competitors in mind too. What are your competitors doing and can you compete with them? Like if you have no idea how often you need to be showing up, how often you need to be blogging, how often you need to be emailing me, get on people's lists and understand how often are they emailing or go ahead and just follow their Instagram, see how often they're posting because then you can have a good baseline comparison and you can test something out for yourself. I would say too, this is going back to the first one. So sorry if it's a little confusing, but I'm not sure if Abby touched on this, but when you choose your priority platforms, pick the ones that bring you the most joy. Because sometimes you might think, I need to be in this. I need to be on TikTok because TikTok is blowing up and oh my gosh, this is where I have to be. But let's say Instagram brings you more joy because you understand it. It's a little bit more relatable to you. You're more familiar with the app. Be on Instagram then. Don't don't put yourself into a corner where you feel like you have to be on this one app or this one platform if you absolutely hate it. So you can clearly tell I have huge heart for Instagram, even though some days, some days, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but choose the platforms that bring you joy because that's going to that's gonna show through with your audience. They're going to realize like they love to be in this space and they have so much energy and so much value to give that they're going to see that come through. Definitely. So on the consistency goals, that's something to think about, but 
as you think about your consistency goals, you're going to come into writing SMART goals. You're probably rolling your eyes right now because I know I usually do too when we get to this point of any type of conference or lecture, le- lecture, if I can talk, um, school program, right? It's like we're going back to school. But it is also so important. Um, something that our coach made us do when we first started working with her was write out email templates. And it was the boringest thing. I really didn't want to do it. I've talked about this multiple times. I just despised it like I just didn't want to do it and part of me was like oh I'm so mad at you Val like (laughs) I don't have time to do this but I did it and we have not like we did that um five month program with her it's been one and a half years oh gosh maybe even more I think maybe even more I still use those email templates I still use them too so I pop into drive I type it in I copy it I paste it in I make a a few little updates to it to personalize it but then bam it's done absolutely and it's so it's amazing like we do tweak them every once in a while but that's how smart goals can be for you you can write out your goals for each platform and then every year you can go reevaluate and you can restructure them. But these can be so important when we're talking about what our priority platforms are. So taking something, having like really big goals, like something like I'm going to grow my email list by a thousand subscribers in Q3. That is a great big goal. Now, how are you going to get there? You need those action action step items to do so. You need to create a new freebie. Why are people going to be signing up for your list in the first place? You need to be dedicated to sharing that on your stories each and every week. Those big goals that you have for your business are so important to be broken down, but so are those smaller priority goals that you have because those are your organic marketing growth goals. So when we think about a specific goal. So let's break down what SMART goals are to begin with, just in case we forgot, because this is something that we talk about all the time, but we sometimes forget what these little letters mean. So specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time. So I love how the achievable comes into play and everything that we're talking about here. You can't be everywhere. You can't post every day. Like being achievable is so important and it comes into your goals. And it'll just give you the confidence. It'll give you the relief that you need. It'll help you avoid burnout. Like all of these are really, really good things to think about for your business and just your own mental health. So when we think about this, let's say our priority platform that we picked is email. Maybe your consistency goal was, I'm going to write one email a week. That is a great consistency goal. It is not a smart goal. So now that we know consistently, that's what you want to do, let's go ahead and turn that into a SMART goal. Instead, you are going to start an email newsletter that will be consistently sent out on Tuesday of each week, specific. And this is where I will write engaging content and subject lines that achieve over industry standard performance rates for open and click-through rates. So it gives me a time, literally a day of the week that we're going to do it. It's specific because it's telling me what I'm going to write about and when I'm going to be delivering it. It's achievable because I know I only have to do it once a week. It is realistic, again, because I only have to do it once a week. 
And from a time standpoint, again, I know it's Tuesday or it's, um, yeah, Tuesday. But then also when it comes back to this, it's also measurable. So looking at things like, okay, what am I going to do to perform or to make sure that it's performing and that I'm actually meeting this goal is I'm going to look at industry standards. So we'll go ahead and link this in the show notes so that you can see what they are for your industry. But then looking at that, you can see what are my open rates like? What are my click-through rates like? And if things aren't performing that well, maybe you need to switch up the day of the week. Maybe you need to ask your audience what types of content they want to see. Maybe your list isn't big enough yet and you need to like make sure that you're bringing in the right people because you're currently attracting the wrong people. So this all helps understand how your organic marketing strategy is going, how your priority platforms are going so that you can make adjustments as we go forward. Next is your brand strategy. So uh, does your brand look and sound the same across your website, social media platforms, email list, podcast, etc.? If the answer is no, or even if the answer is I'm not totally sure, then this is something that you should fix as soon as possible. I'm going to come back to the C word here. I feel like I keep getting the consistency in this, but consistency doesn't just come with showing up. It is, it's far more than just showing up and being consistent with those goals. It also comes with that easy recognition that your audience is seeing you across every instance and that your brand is consistent across every instance. So if you jump from Instagram to your website and they look completely different or nothing is connecting from a voice or personality standpoint, and then you also get a newsletter from this brand and that newsletter looks a little bit different and sounds a little bit different, you've already lost that consistency element and you've probably lost some trust because if your brand doesn't look sound and feel the same across every touch point that your consumer or audience might see you they're going to start to lack if you if you understand your industry if you're actually the professional if you are trustworthy because they're going to see that your brand kind of starts to fall apart from one piece to the next so it's really taking a deep dive into your brand strategy making sure that you look feel and sound the same across every touch point and from there you will start to build that consistency you'll start to build that trust that authenticity and when people see that and engage with that they feel so good because they feel like they're standing with or behind a brand that really knows their stuff and that shows up consistently consistently while also looking the same consistently and it's not just about saying like i'm going to be on instagram it's about saying how are you going to look on instagram because who you are on these platforms you don't need to defer to what the masses are doing in fact you absolutely should not defer to the masses you should figure out what your brand voice is what your brand strategy is and then how does that come to life for you on your priority platforms that is so important absolutely i think that comes back to that that authenticity part of it i think a lot of people struggle with that because they're like i don't i don't know i don't want to like show all sides of me or i'm not sure i should share my story or like what if it doesn't resonate with people and the thing is actually it's probably going to resonate with more people when you're more authentic and more uh, willing to kind of share your story and show the true you that you actually are a human behind your brand people appreciate that because people are buying from people want to buy from humans they want to buy from making these connections versus i want to buy from this brand they usually 
say your brand or whatnot when they go to purchase from you. But what they're really saying is I'm purchasing from Abby because I trust her and this is her story and I really want to support her because I love her story or I could, can relate or connect with her story. So at the end of the day, it's all about making that personal and emotional connection. Yeah, a lot of times I think with marketing is people think simplicity is key, which is very true in instances when you get to a call to action or if you are buying a billboard or if you are running a paid ad. Simplicity is so important. But when we're talking about building these organic marketing strategies, you are building a brand. You're like you're building your brand presence on these platforms. And that doesn't have to be simple. In fact, it should be a little bit different and unique and weird because all of that stuff is profitable. So make sure that you aren't just trying to blend in and that you're really using your own brand to help you stand out. And you should feel passionate about that too. I think that's one of the things when we do brand branding and brand strategy with people is that they come into it feeling kind of defeated and unsure and not passionate about what they have and what they offer. They're worried it's going to be too confusing and we finish a project and people are jazzed. Like they're so excited to talk about their brand and share everything, share their voice, share their story. That's how you should feel. You should feel that way about your brand so that you feel so pumped because people feel that on the other side. Yeah. I think too, it's when, when people come to us with branding, they say, well, I don't know if I should share my story. Or if I don't, I don't know if this makes sense. And Abby and I light up because we're like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Like I would be your number one customer if I heard that story. And I think they just need to hear that and like know that their stories and those emotional connections can actually work for them. And then they start to get really excited because they're like, okay, so I can talk about my story. Like I can do this. And it's like, Oh my gosh, absolutely. So then when they kind of get that permission to to talk about their story, they they just light up. And that's where the brand truly comes to life is when you see them light up and get super excited about what their brand stands for. It's one of the reasons why we love working with multi-passionate entrepreneurs, just because a lot of people try to hide their multi-passions because they feel like it'll be confusing or complicated when in reality, that can be your true differentiator if your branding is done right, which Absolutely. is really fun. I feel like we've had that with the majority of our clients recently, which yeah. has been a lot of fun just to see them light up and understand that this is their key differentiator. So speaking of audiences, now this is the next piece of the puzzle when it comes to building your strategy. We need to make sure that we've incorporated audience check-ins. So we like to do this at the very beginning when we work with new clients, especially on like social strategies and stuff like that. We like to understand who your current audience is, whether that's even like looking at Google Analytics quickly, understanding your Instagram analytics, looking at your current subscriber list, just understanding who your audience is, how they're resonating with your content, but even doing something like a simple audience survey and asking your audience, hey, what do you like to hear about from me? What do you want to hear more about? Is there something that I have shared that you really love? Ask them questions that help you build content for them. And then do this a couple times a year. And if you throw in a Starbucks gift card or some kind of fun little product, you will likely see much better responses. And we always recommend open-ended responses on survey questions because you want to get the details in their own words. You don't want to have to infer or make judgment on what they're going to say because oftentimes those surveys can kind of surprise you. Yes. The next one is content pillars. 
These pillars are what allow you to to diversify your content and speak to your audience or audiences. So a content pillar is, I'm just going to use ours kind of as an example, which I feel like ours maybe could use a little bit of updating, but so we focus on SEO, social strategy, and branding. So those could be three different content pillars, but we also don't want to just talk about those three things all the time. So we have another bucket that can encompass organic marketing growth, like we're talking about here. We have another bucket that's all about behind the scenes. And then another one that is inspirational. So these are our content buckets that we always relate back to so that when we're building content, we don't sit in front of our screens and sit at a blank screen and say, oh no, what do I post today? Like, I have no idea. I have no guide on what I should be talking about or what we should be posting about. These content pillars really are kind of a Bible for when you're creating that content and what you should be posting about. And they eliminate that question on what should I share on Instagram today? Or what should I write in my newsletter this week? So they really give you this guide to make that content, stick to that content. So you're not, you know, steering off track. So you're constant with your marketing as well as your content and what you're creating and then taking that and those little bite-sized bits every week and figuring out which ones you want to share and the great thing is we usually have anywhere from six to eight content pillar buckets I would say and that fills your entire week you pick one topic from each one of those and you're good to go and that's the beautiful thing about these content pillars is that they're constantly giving you new ideas on what you can be talking about so you don't sound repetitive so that you're constantly providing value and so that you're sticking within what it is that you offer for your clients or your following Yeah. And it speaks to all of your audiences too. When, especially if you're a multi-passionate person, you might not have a multi-passionate audience. Your audience might resonate towards one of your passions and not the other. But when you diversify your content, then they're still going to feel seen and spoken to. They're still going to follow along. They're still going to stay on your email list because they know that you're still talking about what they care about too. But when you all of a sudden drop a piece of content or you stop talking about one of the things that you really love for a month at a time, people are going to think, huh, maybe that's not what they're focused on anymore. And I'm going to go ahead and unsubscribe or unfollow because they're confused. So it goes back again to consistency. When you have these content pillars, you are reaching all of your audiences. And when you're doing it consistently, people aren't going to question it. They're just going to know like, this is also what you do. And even though I'm not interested in it, I value it and I support it, but I'm here for this other thing, for example. And if your your content pillars can change over time, absolutely. We work with clients all the time and we help them create their strategy and their content pillars. And then we send them off to go create that content and use that content. And then we check in with them later and we always tell them, you know, if one of those pillars wasn't working or resonating with your audience or whatever, we need to take another look at that and change that. So don't think that once you make these content pillars, those are set in stone and you have to just use those going forward. And it's okay if you steer from them a little bit, like if you start to talk about your personal life, or maybe that is a content pillar is personal, like sharing some of your personal life. So don't feel like they can't adjust. They should definitely actually probably adjust as your business adjusts, but just know that if it's not maybe speaking to your audience that you might want to table that one and think about what would relevate would be relevant to your audience i love that this is probably going to be one of our longest episodes so i hope you guys like it right now (laughs) 
So just to recap, we have one more that we're going to talk about. And just to recap a little bit of what we talked about so far, all of this is going to be in the show notes so that you guys can go back and look at that. DIY your own strategy if you want to. So identify your priority platforms, set your consistency goals, build on that by building your SMART goals, evaluate your brand strategy and understand how does your brand come to life for your priority platforms that works for you. Do an audience check-in, send out a quick survey to understand who your current audience is for those priority platforms. Build your content pillars. And our last one is analytics, which is one of my favorite. So making sure you have the right tools installed to actually measure success moving forward. All of these tools, you cannot go back and get the data. You have to get it from the date that you implemented the tools. So if you still don't have Google Analytics and Google Search Console, something like Bing Webmaster, which is just like Google Search Console, but for Bing, Google My Business Profile, all of those need to be set up, built, implemented so that you can be searchable, so that people can find you, and so that you can actually understand who is visiting your website, who is engaging with your content, how people are finding you. All of this stuff is so important to measure your success and your organic marketing strategy throughout the year. This isn't something that you should just set and forget and never look at, although I know some people do and that's okay, but this is something where you should maybe put something in your project management system that quarterly you should review what is happening. You should understand who your audience is because if you don't understand them beyond just Instagram, then you might not be talking to the right people on your website. So all of this stuff is super important. So again, you can go ahead and DIY this yourself by going to the show notes, kind of following this process, building out this content for you, or you can hire someone like us. Woohoo! <laughs> so this is something where we are actually working on a year-long program. Up until this point, we've been doing a lot of one-on-one projects where we do these things, where we build your organic strategies for your priority platform, and then you run with it. You have all the tools to run with it. But what we haven't been able to do is measure your growth, ask your audience questions, adjust, set SMART goals, and hold you accountable at the end of the day to actually stick to all of that. So that is what our big plan is is for 2023. So we want to build this year-long mastermind for established, multi-passionate entrepreneurs where you are going to hire us as your duo CMOs. (laughs) Two for one. Two for one, yep. So we'll, we'll go ahead, build your marketing strategy for 2023. We'll help you set these SMART goals. We will actually do some done-for-you content, so we'll take some of the work off your plate after we've identified what your priority platforms are. We will measure your analytics for you, so if you don't want to go in Google Analytics, you don't have to. We will tell you what the important nuggets are, and most importantly, we'll be your strategist and marketing coach throughout the year. So we'll be in your back pocket 24, well, not 24-7, but close close to it mm-hmm. in Voxer. So you can ask us questions whenever you want to pivot, launch a new program, sell a new product. So we have so much more information about this on our website if it's something that's resonating with you. But this year-long marketing strategy to focus on organic growth to help really 
impact your business in such a big way for 2023 is our new goal and passion. So we hope you see it. And there may be a lakeside retreat in Minnesota. Maybe. 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 (laughs) So go peek at that on our website and check it out. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.